What's up, y'all? It's Steve Ewing here, and I'm hanging out on the Blues Hockey Podcast. Welcome back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Your host, Jason, along with Chris. Yo. All right. So, little, uh, we we almost were on the IR. I mean, for real. For real. But no, the, unlike the rest of the whole team, we are, the, the podcast is not on IR. Just uh, getting close to holidays. Yep. So, we got a lot of holidays. So, yeah, catching up. Chris is done with work now. Yeah. Just so, a couple of shows. Tentatively. But, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Chris is winding things down. Uh, we're getting close. Getting some time off, and then we'll make our uh, adventure up to Minnesota at the end of the month. Yep, we'll uh, we'll probably do a couple of things up there for yeah. the podcast. That'll be fun. So we got Winter Classic. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Depending on how the world is, <sighs> just hold weeks. on for a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's all we're asking. Uh, until then, we got a lot of Blues news to talk about. Some fresh faces, I guess you could say. On the oh, team. for sure. Uh, so a lot of almost were about the St. Louis Blue Thunderbirds yeah. at this point. Yeah, and we're pretty getting pretty close. So the Blues are injury and COVID riddled. So we oh talked boy. about last time how we had a lot of players in COVID. We had Bozak, yep, Falk, yep, Bennington, yes, and injuries are piling up. So you had Perron, Costin, Neal. At the time, I think that was it. Nobody else was really banged up. People were banged up, but not officially on IR, right. per se. Now you can add a bunch more to that list. So we got a bunch of those to talk about. We have some games to talk about. Mind you. You think of all these injuries, you're going to think, man, this team is going to be hard to watch. It's been the exact opposite. A lot of fun games. Yeah, yeah. Not be wrong. Fun because they're winning. Don't be wrong on that part. But at the same time, they've looked good, too, and fought hard against some really tough teams. We oh, talked, yeah. Last time I talked to you, they were finishing up their home-and-home uh, home with the two Florida teams, so yep. the Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yep. So that they finished that up. We'll talk about the last Panthers game, which is the beginning of their little homestand here, which is, I think is very important. Agreed. So, Blues have a nice little homestand here, but also a lot of injuries. So, yeah. first off, let's go – we'll try to go the best we can in sequential order on things, but we'll probably hop around a lot. I'm that's, sure. That's what we do. First game, the second of the Florida games. Correct. So, the Blues play the Florida Panthers at home for the uh, – you know, I say last time, but, you know, Back-to-back game, so it is the last time. So, Blues don't start off great, unfortunately. So, Barkov gets a goal eh, early in the first, but about seven minutes in. Yeah. Uh, good passing play. This uh, um, uh, Mamin? Mamin? Um, I think it's, it's Mamin. Yeah. Yeah, Mamin. Looks real good. At least against the Blues, he looks really good. <laughs> Piling up the points. There's always that one dude on random teams who's just a Blues killer. And this seems to be the guy for the Panthers. Yeah. And luckily, the Blues kind of like – the first period wasn't great during this game. No, they, it they wasn't. Were, so, obviously, Bennington's still in code protocol. But Billy Huso has been great beyond admirable. I mean, yep. like, not just like, oh, hopefully he fills in the pinch. Basically, the exact opposite of last year. It's been basically – it seems like the whole COVID thing we kind of – me and you always talked about, like, how hopefully this whole COVID thing is the reason why guys like Tory Krug, Billy Huso, at the time, let's say Justin Falk mm-hmm. was still – 
you know, Kuba just started, and he was like three-fourths through his first year at the Blues. And all those guys struggled mightily in some times. Yeah. Uh, and all of them turned it around pretty much next year. Yeah. Tori Krug, I think, is – I say great. He's looked great this year. We talked about Justin Falk all, mm-hmm. like, last year kind of, so that really doesn't count. But Billy Huso is the one where we're like, man, if you can't put it together this year, the Blues are going to have to look elsewhere – for a backup goaltender, which because I, I think Ho- Ho- Hofer is not ready. I don't Hofer, so. or you want to call say it. Uh, so you're gonna have to, another thing to figure out on the wish list. But Huso, at times, let's be honest, it looked better than Bennington. At yeah, times. for sure. But Bennington has played well too. So we really can't complain. Where our goaltending duo has been very good, which is why the Blues have been at the top or near the top of the Central for most of the season. Yes. So I think that's something to note. So Huso held them in. Virtually all four of these games, all the Tampa games, definitely Tampa games. Yeah. The first Florida game, it was the Blues are injury depleted. Remember, the Blues are playing shorthanded a lot of these games. Playing a player Do, down. Players down because of the COVID, uh, COVID protocol is, you know, they don't get the salary cap relief, mm-hmm. which uh, I can't remember I talked about this last time or not because it's been a half minute since we discussed been on the podcast. So do you know, and I'll, I will, you won't hear this that often, I'll be honest. We can thank our friends over at Let's Go Booze Radio, especially Kurt Price, who brought this up. But do you know the Blues would have got better cap relief if they're unvaccinated and they got COVID compared to getting vaccinated and getting COVID? Yeah, that's that's a problem. Which is it's a weird kind of I don't know. I think it's a little nugget that's a little weird. I think when they wrote these rules up, mm-hmm. it's really hard to say like. Yeah, they may they look back and be like, mm, maybe we should have maybe, maybe flipped this around a little bit. Yeah, there's always going to be weird loopholes in that. And I think that what the league needs to do now is recognize that and fix it. And so far they haven't. But uh, the quick news from today, uh, seven players, six players and one staff member of the Calgary Flames tested positive. Oh. And they got their games canceled for the rest of the week. Wow. So people were complaining. A lot of Blues fans were up in arms today. We had three players. Unfortunately, we had a lot of other injuries. Which right. Compounded the issue. If you think about it, the Blues had zero to very little injuries. You know, okay, things happen. But unfortunately, you have a crap ton of injuries. Doesn't And really, COVID. And COVID doesn't really help. Right. So, and obviously the people who got COVID are some of your top paid players. You have your top paid goalie, your top paid defenseman. And, you know, obviously Bozak's not anymore your top paid guy, but still important part. Though. The team should just start having COVID parties. Like back in the day when parents would have chicken pox parties oh, yeah. for their kids. Yeah, those were good. Weren't those? That wasn't that a thing? That was a total thing. No, no, the chicken pox thing. I understand, but yeah. like, the, wasn't it like COVID thing? Wasn't like a thing? Isn't that kind of a thing? I don't. I mean, I'm sure I, there I, is. I I remember this just because. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that, but I remember a local high school team, football team, that did that, so a lot of players would get it out of the way before they started the season. Oh, and right. That was back when they thought you could only get it once. Yeah, so a lot of then they, yeah, I think you're right. I think that was a thing back in the early days. Back in the early people part were like, of screw this, it, let's just get it and get it over with. Yeah, yeah. Especially younger people because yeah. they're just like, well, at the time, you know, they're you know, saying it doesn't really affect younger people that much right. and all that good stuff. But anyway, so yeah, so who knows? There what, you go. There's your answer, Blues. Yeah. So everyone get together, start making out, give each other, with. give each other COVID, get we'll get COVID. cap relief. Yeah. Just, get our games canceled for two weeks. That's what everybody's saying. Like we had three guys out with COVID. Get maybe one or two more guys, cancel our games, and then everybody would be out. You know, then we'd yeah. be okay for whatever. But, but guess what? The Blues fought through this and have played very well. They've played extraordinarily well. Cons- I mean, I was at the game last night. We're recording on Monday. I was at the game against the Ducks. 
half that roster, you're just like, who? Yeah, guys that you would not expect to be called up. Maybe like, yeah. you know, there's like obviously the Dakota Joshua's, the Logan Browns, maybe even Nathan Walker had like when they're like desperate. Sure. But guys like Matthew Pekka, you like never would expect to be called up. I was with one of my friends last night who uh, she's not an avid hockey follower. But like she'll pay attention every once in a while, but she's not like an avid fan. And we sat down. She's like, okay, so who are the big guys to, of the team? And I'm like, hmm. do you mean like tonight or like in general? I was like, because what you're about to watch is not really like the real Blues team. It's like half the real Blues team yeah. and half the minor league team at this point. Which, yeah, which you're playing a guy short and you're basically making half your forward lines up are guys who were mm-hmm. a month ago playing in the minor leagues. So uh, it's been real interesting to say the least. But the Blues fought back very well in this game, the first game back to the, for the second Florida game. Tarasenko gets a goal uh, early in the second from Barbashev and Bushnevitz. His first non-third period goal. Yes, and then his first – and it ties the game up at one – um, the Russian line, as they were calling it. Mm-hmm. So you have Bushnevitz, uh, Barbashev, and Tarasenko have looked really well. They've been this they look fantastic. They've looked great. I mean, a lot of players have shown throughout this whole thing, but that line, they've kept that line intact no matter what through this whole this whole kind of roster shuffling. Yeah. And they've, I would say most nights, maybe there's one night I think Tarasenko, I think it was the first Florida game, he didn't get a shot. On goal and didn't really look great. He had a, like only, I think, a season low of 14 minutes. Um, but he came back in this game and been playing very well. Him and Bushnevitz are clicking. Yeah. Same Barbershop. Barbershop's with 10 goals. Barbershop looks great. So that's one of those guys where I was like, man, the Blues are kind of signing any, everybody and give him a contract, no matter who they were in. Prove me wrong because Barbershop looks great this year and stepped up when we need him. So yep. Tarasenko ties it, but unfortunately, less than 30 seconds later, uh, after a turnover, Brandon Montour gets a shot from the point and beats uh, at the time Billy Huso, and that so Huso uh, lets one by. So it's two to one. But then before the end of the period, Braden Shen gets a goal from Tarasenko and Cairo on the power play. A uh, nice pass from Tarasenko to Shen on the little back brilliant, door. Brilliant really pass. good play. Uh, Spencer Knight is a net this game compared to Bobrovsky for the first one. Right. So uh, early in the third. A uh, really good play, a really good pass from Barbashev to Saad. So Saad gets his 11th, mm-hmm. playing well, showing we talked about last time that might have been the best signing. Yeah. We probably talk about the Bushnevitz trade is possibly the best move in the offseason. But that Saad trade's paying off. Or the Saad signing's paying off. Really close to second. Or those are neck and neck. Is that a three-year deal? Two-year? Four. Year? Four. Four. So he's, he's signed for a while, which that's what people kind of get crap for. But it's yeah. Like, yeah, it plays like this. Unfortunately, the Blues can't. You know, hold the lead, and part of this is, and this is my minor gripe for this game was obviously right before this goal, about a minute before this goal, there was a backdoor play phrasing, um, where Billy has made a really good save, but yes. he sprawled, but he was scrambling it back into net, and you could he tell he did something to his, I say groin, hamstring area. Sure, um, whistle went for a, a icing, and he's trying to work it out, and. A, I'm surprised he didn't get pulled because he goes kind of gingerly. Bortuzzo said something to him, and then he didn't, you know, didn't stay in. This deflection by Huberto, I don't think he, he's made that save during this whole like you know four game stretch or three or four game stretch mm-hmm. that he's been playing. Um, and he just could tell he couldn't get that leg out because he pulled something yeah. and it went in. So part of me is like, not saying Lingren would have made the save, 
But, but he had a better chance of it, I think, having a goalie at least who could, wasn't hurting at the time. Agreed. Right after this goal, Huso went over to the bench, and he was done. Yeah. So Charlingen comes in on a tie game, five minutes left, and, man, Florida was pushing. Oh, and yeah. It was, it was a real close – it was a tough one, let's be honest. And I was like, man, they are – I don't know how to describe it, how close it was – Lindgren had to make a couple of really good saves coming in cold, and it worked yeah. out really well. So, overtime really kind of boring to start. And then Very much so. First, like, minutes, kind of, the Blues have this, like, cycling thing. They kind of go in. They don't see anything. They come back out and yeah. cycle. Um, there was a quick change, and Bushnevitz just decides to go. Go. And I don't know. I think Spencer Knight thought he was going to go short side here as he's coming in on the left wing. Against a forward, I believe it was uh, Versehagen, I think was the uh, forward yeah. he's going against. And uh, and it seemed like it all of a sudden turned into a wraparound, and Spencer Knight was way out of net. Oh, yeah. And it was – That far post was open. And Bushnevis tucks it in for the game winner, his 10th of the year, uh, 53 seconds in overtime uh, from Pareko and Kyrie. So Pareko literally was going off on a change, and really passed it to Bushnevis, jumped off, and wound up getting the assist. So – the Blues take another one from Florida. Uh, they, they lose in the shootout the in, previous, Florida. in Florida, and but then they win in overtime at home. Yep. So, believe it or not, the next game is the return of a former Blue, which hasn't been back to St. Louis because COVID. COVID. So, he obviously was traded in November 2019. So, obviously, Robbie Fabry. Yep. Uh, trade for Jacob De La Rose. Probably not one of the best trades you have. I mean. But it's one of those trades that the player needed a fresh start. Yes. You just got something for him at least. Yep. Yeah. And Dale Rose did okay when he was here, but obviously signed overseas. Yeah, you know, I always liked Fabry, uh, but at the same time, you know, he, I, I think he needed the change here. He he had gone through two big surgeries. He came back. He showed spurts of greatness. Um, but, you know, he was going to be a third-line guy probably at best on this team. Mm-hmm. And... I think that the Blues were in a situation where they knew that he was going to command more money than they were really going to be able to spend on him. So why not move him and try to get something in return? Yeah. And, and you know, Della Rose was fine. He was serviceable. He's yeah. never going to be an all-star, but he was – he was a, He's your bottom four guy. That yeah, he, he was a fine player. Bottom four line, fourth line player, but fine. So Fabry, good for him. Yep. Turns and he's up, been great in Detroit. Turning around Detroit. Detroit, obviously, not been great. This year, they've been okay. They were, yep. Last year, they are not great Terrible. at all. Uh, but he's on a top line with Dylan Larkin and Lucas Raymond. So, you really can't argue. So, mm. he's doing just fine. And uh, this game, uh, the Blues just, let's just be honest, turned it on and dominated. Huso is out. Well, they needed to because that game two weeks ago or two, three weeks ago in Detroit. the worst game. They looked terrible. That's with a lot of the, the roster that's – Still, like, was before they got injured. Yeah. You know, like, you still had – well, Huso was out, so you have Charlie Lindgren, who hasn't played in a few years. Yep. Uh, Jake Wallman hurt, so you're short again. Yep. You have to play short here, so then you can – because of stupid rules, you call up emergency players. So, Blue's playing short again and didn't really need it. Basically, gets two goals by Fabry, so good for him. The Blue's – do well in the first. Nathan Walker is the story, though, at the end of the day. Yep. Not one, but two, but three, three goals. So 
Australian for gold. So the uh, I'm gonna steal this from a well, formerly Fabry's hair. It's okay, crazy was a Walker uh, Aussie Ranger. So I think we're going with that the nice. podcast. Oh, that'd be a podcast huh? or yeah, we'll figure something out. Anyway, so Walker, I go with the uh, Foster's commercial Australian Walker Australian for gold. Yeah, there we go. But uh, let's, so Walker's first goal, be honest. Yeah. Uh, whatever his name, Nick Nigelovich, I thought you say it, whatever. Probably wants that one back. I was going to say, the guy uh, uh, should have saved that. Yeah, exactly. And next one, Walker, uh, two really good shots. I yeah, mean, honest, great shot on that second one. And they're all like from a distance, too. They're not like up close goals. No. They're pretty far goals. The second goal of his looked like the goal he scored last night. Yeah, from a distance. Just Left a side. Hard, hard wrist shot yep. and beat him. Uh, Faber gets the goal, make it two to one. But Pareko, after a scramble in front, gets the uh, just tucks in and yep. in deep phrasing. Uh, but going to the third, Walker gets the other goal. That that deflection the, is great. Great deflection off a shot from Tori Krug from yep. the point. Uh, Blues just poured on after that. Barbashev gets a goal from Krug and Bushnevitz. Uh, Faber kind of gets a goal to make it interesting. Scandella gets the almost 200-foot goal yeah. from the almost behind the net, just throws it, bounces off the boards, goes directly into the net. Yep. Mind you, right before that go, it's five to two. Uh, Charlie Linger made a great save. Yes, and it could have made it five to three, which still cushion. And there wasn't much time left, you know. But like that, and then turned around, the Blues get a goal. Stuff like that is what the Blues need during this little stretch where they're hurting for players yeah. to be successful. Agreed. So, a couple more games to talk about. So another return. <laughs> so. A lot of the story returns. So Jake Allen is back in St. Louis. The much, much maligned, let's say, Jake Allen. Some some fans really, I think really distance, hated him. Distance has made the hate dissipate. Yeah, just are the years of distance and a Stanley Cup. Yeah, I think we always thought like at the end of the day he was a very good tandem goalie. Like I a thought, guy a guy by himself though, where he's like you're a you know sixty game guy. Yeah. I never thought that was a great role for him. I thought early on, watching him in World Juniors, I really thought Jake Allen was going to be the dude that brought a cup to St. Louis. He was fantastic. And I thought that when he was in the tandem with with Brian Elliott, that he showed flashes of him being able to be a true number one. But when they gave him the team, it just seemed like he was prone to one or two real dumb plays a game. Which like, is the first goal we can kind of talk about. Yeah, like just real, real, like what are you thinking? Oops and misses a game. Uh, I didn't get to see any of this. I had abandoned town Saturday, so I missed this whole game. Yeah, so uh, early on, Bushnevitz gets the goal like barely a minute into the game. And people may find out the way Allen was, but I think he was – he gave the puck away behind the net, and there was a scramble. He made the first save, and then I think he thought the puck went back behind the net, so he stood up real quick. Yeah. And then by the time he saw Bushnevitz with the, the basically the puck on his stick, puck on his stick again, he was kind of going down, and he had his like arms up in the air, and it looked. I remember a couple. I saw a couple, one, a couple of Twitter people making fun of him, I'm like, can't help that one where the you just couldn't find the puck and yeah. pucks in the back of the net. Bushnevitz continues to play well. Seventeen points in his last twenty games. Yeah. We can't say enough of like the pickup, like how we talked about how like that was a sneaky good pickup by Doug Armstrong for sure, and for Sammy Blay, Sammy Blay, yeah. second rounder. Which obviously you never know what you're going to get with second rounders. You can get guys like Ivan Barbashev who 
play his pretty yeah. decent role team. Or you get a guy like, no offense, Phil McCray. Yeah. You know, so just guy who just doesn't pan out. You get R. Jake Allen, who Phil McCray and Jake Allen picked the same year. One guy's obviously turned out pretty decent. Yeah. One guy is, I believe, just retired now, to my knowledge. Um, but anyway, Dakota Joshua with a pretty nice goal. It's kind of back, uh, back, uh, forehand, backhand. Yep. Good pass by uh, Logan Brown. So Logan Brown, the all Thunderbird line, I like to call it, the Dakota Joshua, Logan Brown, Matthew Pekka. Yeah. Called up on emergency conditions as a bluser. Still hurting. Brown has looked really good. Yeah. Like really good. Yeah. To the point where he got promoted to the top line. Yeah. With all the injuries we had. So uh, good for him. But the Barbashev we talked about his tenth. The the where he's scored, I would say at least at least three goals. Yeah. On the power play where they do that like real quick pass down to the you know, the guy at the bottom hash marks, yeah. and then that guy finds Barbashev in the slot and he just gets off a quick shot. And a couple of times this shot's been blocked, but when it gets through, it seems like this has been a, almost a for sure goal when it gets through to the yeah. goalie. Uh, Barbashev, with the, and that was what happened here. So he gets his 10th of the year, which he's on pace to, I think it's mostly had his 14 in the off in the off season. Oh, wow. His, in his career year, his 14 during the Stanley Cup year. So he's on pace to kind of shatter. Yeah, I would say so. So Romanov gets a goal early in this third to make it interesting, 3-1. to one. But Tori Krug with a freaking – Rocket yeah. like a puck just got to a point. He just literally, and if you watch the replay, there is nobody between Jake Allen and Tori Krug here, and Tori Krug just puts everything into this shot and just goes glove side and beats Tori Krug from, I'd say walking in from the point, but still a pretty good shot, top of the faceoff circle. Wow, a uh, really good shot. Krug with his fourth, doubling up last season. So yep, like we talked about. Already playing better than he did in the last couple last year. So, with that contract, it, you know, like I said, everyone makes what they say what they say about that contract, but it's turning into, I think, an okay contract. Uh yeah, I'm I'm very pleased with the way Tory Krug's playing this year, on both sides of the ice, by the way, not just on the offensive side. Yeah, he, and he's had to. So he's had a especially a lot of injuries. Had the shoulder a little bit more of the load than I think we wanted him to. We wanted him kind of like kind of not regress, but getting that second pair and kind of be that like. Guy who can get the puck out of the zone and power play guy. And, yep. But he's done play very well on both sides. So the Blues, once again, get into the game on Sunday. And once again, have another goalie. So Billy Huso officially on IR along with Jake Wallman. Uh, Jordan Cairo hurt. Yep. Uh, Braden Shen hurt. Uh, now hurt. Not hurt yet. This is during this game he gets hurt. So... Kyrie hurt, more. so you're so you're shorthanded again. So you finally have one full game with at least a full roster, and now you're back to not enough. So yep. the Blues play the Anaheim Ducks, who are surprisingly playing very well this year. Yeah, fifteen and uh, nine and five right now uh, after this game. So early on, uh, Robinson gets his first uh, NHL goal. Of course he does. Of course he does. For Delore, De- Delore and Carrick, but a guy who. Really, we were trying to find his game since coming back from injury. Oscar Sundquist, who's come back and haven't really talked about him much, honestly, since his in- come back from his injury. But obviously, with everything coming in, he's had to kind of he struggled a little around. bit. Yeah, find his way. And I think that had happened with. Oh, and this is like two different things, obviously. But O'Reilly had COVID, and sure. he seemed to be struggling to. He seemed like he's slowly coming back to where he was. Agreed. Same with, and now I think Oscar Sundquist is finally getting comfortable with the injury and starting to play. Yes. 
because he played this probably his best game since he's been back. I would agree. Yeah, at both ends of the ice. So really great pass by Nathan Walker. So mm-hmm. on a two on one, Walker waited just long enough for the goalie to uh, go down, Anthony Stolars, and he was able to beat him. So Gillies is our other goalie this time. So Blues are up to number five goalie. I'll give you some stats about the Blues using five goalies How many? this season. One, two, three, four, fifth. There we go. Fifth of goalie of the year. So early on, another guy, which not another guy, but same guy we've been talking about for the last two games, Nathan Walker. Great goal. Another goal from a distance, and you didn't see it like this a really hard shot just past the blue line. The defense backed in. You're going to take it. If the defense is going to keep backing in, you're going to take that mm-hmm. shot every time. Nathan Walker with his fourth of the year, which is insane in two games, five points, playing very well, to say yeah. the very least. He's taking this opportunity to run with it. Like you can say the same with Logan Brown. Agreed. So Joshua. It's really going to suck when the time comes. When it sucks slash be good. You're happy you're getting your guys who are very good players back, right. but you're having guys who are filling in very, very well, like Absolutely. Walker. I think Logan Brown proving that he is definitely an NHL player. Yes. Uh, Nicole Joshua, I think, is always a great fill-in guy. Agreed. So. By the way, I don't remember what game it was this week that Pang referred to him as Dak. Yeah. Is that a thing? That's a or thing. is that just Pang? Um, I think that some of the players have said it afterwards. Okay. In like things, so I think that's just like a thing. Is this going to be like a thing where Alex Steen was suddenly Alexander Steen? Could be. All right. But that's what Steen wanted, though, so I think that's the difference. Well, that's, that's why I'm asking, like, is this going to be a thing where all of a sudden we're being told know. his name is Dak Joshua? Yeah. So a guy who was playing very well for the Anaheim Ducks and then kind of went on a cold streak, but of course he has to break that cold streak against the Blues. Terry. Troy Terry gets his 16th of the year, uh, almost about 13 minute, 13 and a half minute mark. Uh, yeah. Kind of a broken play in front, and then Gillies couldn't find the puck, and Scandella got turned around, unfortunately, and Troy Terry's right in front and buries it off the second rebound. Yep. And the Blues are able to kind of hold on here. And mind you, I kind of made down around John Gillies here. So uh, the Blues just had to sign to a two-way deal because they couldn't bring up Joe, Joe Hoffer yeah. because he would have cost too much money on the cap. That's ridiculous. Yes, the basically the guy whoever's doing the cap and God bless him because that's uh, I'm a guy I'm a numbers guy, getting working overtime. Yeah, for sure he is uh, the capologist has been putting in the work the last two weeks with the Blues to figure out things. It's been a lot of calls to the um, Doug Armstrong had a little quick interview with Strickland. He said he's been on the phone with the NHL almost every day to check in on things and ask like, can we do this? Can we do this? What's the rule? Why can't we get cap relief? But at the end of the day, Armstrong's just like, those are the rules, and I just got to play by the rules. And he's yep. just going to roll with it. No excuses. And I think that's kind of what this team has done. Well, before we get into that, let's finish up this game. Not much happens in overtime until Scott Perunovich. This is going to happen. And it's like a young player figuring things out. Mm. Probably should have carried, went with the puck and went the other way with it. But he tried to go back to, uh, I believe, um, I want to say it was Bushnevitz back there, but he tried to go back to him. Troy Terry read it perfectly. Yeah. Breakaway. Peronovich also, part of me is like, I wish you could have stuck with him, but you tell he's losing ground to him and just hooked the crap out of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was an obvious penalty shot. And Troy Terry uh, gets the backhand goal on Gillies. And after the game, Gillies said, he scored against me in juniors five hole. So I thought he was going to go five hole. That's why if you watch the replay, you see him kind of have this like kind of weird pose. Yeah. 
because he he was guessing five hole the whole time, and then he went the other way. So Troy Terry wins not in the very not often seen penalty shot in overtime. I think that's the first penalty shot I've ever been in attendance for. I was uh, God. There's another. I know I was intense. I was in attendance of one in. Um, Tarasenko scored against Chicago. That one when they came back, losing down like three nothing. Right, and they came back. I was in, we were in attendance for that, weren't we? Were you with me? That was that I don't know if I was there. I think this was the first. No, that was one me and our friend Justin. So okay. we were there for that one. That's when I had to wear the Chicago jersey. Right, yuck, right, yuck. But that was the only penalty shot I've seen too. So yeah. it's kind of it's it definitely it's like exciting. Fighting, it's like seeing a unicorn. Yes, it's definitely an exciting play. So I'll say that, but not on the Blues end this time. So we just talked about. Not but again, you have a you're talking about a depleted Blues team who pulls a point away from the Anaheim Ducks, who have played, who have gotten points against every game against Tampa, every game against Florida, two of the top teams in the NHL at the time. I still think it's Florida, the top team in the NHL, yeah. and you're playing shorthanded one of those games. Yeah, and it's hard to be too upset. Yeah, there's been some late blown leads, and I know people have kind of harped like ah, harped on it, but brought it up. Part of me is like. If you got a full roster and that's happening often, that's when I get pissed. Agree. Like again, it's hard to be upset when you realize who the Blues are putting on the ice and who they're playing against, and they're still managing. Like I get it. I hate blowing late leads as well as anyone else, but it's hard to be upset when you realize that there's a lot of guys on this team wearing the blue note right now that, under a normal circumstance, would not be doing so. Yeah, uh, so some real quick roster moves today, which happened uh, right before we uh, got on the mics here. So obviously they move they move Prawn long term mm-hmm. IR, which basically gives him the cap room. Uh, so that means he can't come off. It's retroactive, so it's retroactive to the twenty seventh of November. So that means he can come off next week. Which okay, that that can work for the Blues. So sure. Uh, at the latest. So it's 10 games or 24 days. So th- that would be next against Ottawa next week. So, okay. but part of me thinks Ottawa, I mean, excuse me, Perron been skating though. I think it's more of a cap move than anything. I think it is, yeah. Cause he's, it'd be different if he wasn't skating anymore. Yeah, I agree, but he's still skating every day. They also add Robert Thomas and Braden Shen to injury reserve. They're not Ugh. on like long term, which means a certain amount of time means they're just on IR as of right now. They activated Tyler Bozak and Justin Falk from the COVID protocols. That means Bennington's still in pro COVID protocol as of yeah. right now. Uh, they've also recalled Alexi Torpachinko from the Springfield Thunderbirds, which the, I'll be honest, and nothing is Alexi Torpachinko. That's one of those where you're like, if he's getting called up the Blues, are either doing A, real bad, bad, or B, super injury depleted at the forward position. It is B. And it's B, unfortunately. Good for him. Hopefully he'll definitely get some NHL action, it looks like. Yeah. So it'll be – Interesting that about half our forwards are going to be Russian now. Okay. So it's just, Russians know hockey. They yeah, know how to so do that. Fine. It's gotten interesting to see like the dynamic now, how the team is made up of. It's right. So uh, it's interesting. So uh, the goalie thing, which I was going to bring up real quick. So we had the Blues have now had five goalies playing games, have addressed six goalies, kind of the e-bug. Right. So during the year, they've had uh, Pennington. Yes. Huso. Yes. Lindgren. Yes. Gillies. Yes. Uh, Hoffer, yes, and then uh, the e-bug, uh, whatever the dude, uh, whatever his name was, dude, Kunin uh, or Kunin, Kunin or Kunin, something like that. So, the last time this happened was back in 2015 and 16, and the guys that dressed are Jake Allen, mm-hmm. Brian Elliott, mm-hmm. Anders Nielsen, okay, 
Phonix Copley. You we go by the way he spells his name. Right. And uh, Jordan Bennington, actually. That's the first time he actually got NHL action. Was, th- was that not the Brodeur year? That was not the Brodeur year, believe it or not. I think it was the next year. Oh. Uh, the most goalies ever used was seven in 2002-2003. I want to see if Chris can name all seven goalies. 2002-2003. I will give you the oh. first goalie as he was the starter that year. Okay. Brent Johnson. Oh, Lord. Oh. Then a guy eventually got traded for a one is a definitely a, either or is or a future Hall of Famer, and one is another two future Hall of Famers. I'll say on here, Ben Bishop. No, no, two thousand two, two thousand three, Also, real quick, since you brought it up, Ben Bishop, uh, congrats on a career unfortunately cut short by injury. Yeah, man, uh, that really sucks for him. He tried to make a go out of it. Any injury, it looks like eight goals on thirty five shots with the AHL Stars. Did not work out for him, and he got called up and immediately put in long-term IR, and their uh, GM officially uh, said he is retired because due to injuries. That sucks. That sucks for him. Yeah. Um, so back to him. So you said that. So so no Ben Bishop. Uh, so also the league record is eight goalies used by the 2018-2019 Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, so. Brian Elliott's one of those. And back in 2018, yeah. Um, God, 0203? Yes. All these became starting goalies somewhat with the Blues. Really? Mm, one, uh, oh, one, two, um, two. Two more oh, after this were definitely starters. He does stuff for NHL Network now. I can't think of his name. Mm, probably not. Oh, yeah, you're right on one, possibly. We'll start going just for the sake of uh, people yelling at their okay. podcast. Fred Brathwaite. Yes, Freddie Brathwaite. Thank you. Uh, next one. Uh was it him? Who was the one who got hit in the uh, uh, junk? Paris Doofus? <laughs> I don't think it was Paris Doofus, but it's still that's a name I've heard in a long time. That's awesome. Uh, no, who was that? Oh, the guy got hit in the junk and his and his cup exploded. Yeah, and he had thing his ball exploded, didn't it? Yeah, I don't remember who it is now. Uh, Curtis Sanford is the other. Curtis one. Sanford was that Curtis Sanford? Ooh. No, it wasn't Curtis Sanford. It wasn't. It was somebody else. It'll hit me all of a sudden, randomly. If I, when I Jeff Potter's probably moment. yelling. If he's listening yeah. to this, he's probably yelling at it. Right I'll know anyway. when I hear the name. Uh, next one is Chris Osgood. That's really, they, Osgood? That's, they, that's, they, traded, that's they traded for him halfway through I almost said Manny Legacy, but yeah, it would have been the other, the other Detroit yeah. one. Now, one of the, my favorite names, I actually said this on Twitter the other day, just to be a joke who the Blues should start next, Reinhard Divas. Reinhard Davis, God. Oh, my and the, God. I forgot about these names. two. I remember the one, but I forgot about the other one. Uh, Cody Rukowski? Rukowski? I got nothing on that. Yeah, I, I remember the name. But I couldn't tell you anything else. And then the last one, I said future Hall of Famer, which won with Pittsburgh. Does that help? Okay. Does that help at all? Left-handed uh-huh. goalie? Nope. Tom Barrasso. Tom Barrasso was a blue? Yeah, real briefly. He only played a few games. Wow, where I was remember. I? Was, was I abducted it. by aliens? Yeah, you must have. Was when college? did we get ice cream? Were you in college? Were you in college? No, I would have been. LA. I would have been in Chicago. Yeah. Oh one, oh two, two, three. Oh two, oh three. Yeah, I, mm. I would have been. I would have been living in Chicago that year. So, what the five goalies used so far? Hopefully, not more than that. Jesus, Tom Barrasso was a blue. Wow, I I must have blacked out that year. Yeah. So, um, we'll have to do some research on that. So, uh. Two more things to mention before we get out of here. And I don't know if you've – I have not caught this yet, so I really want to watch this. Uh, on TNT, they're doing the Road to the Winter Classic series. I've heard about this. I have not seen it. I'm uh, hoping I can get it on demand. Yeah, I think it's on demand. So if you go to the TNT app 
Okay. Uh, check it out there. So that, I know I think episode two is coming out this week. All right. I want to say. So I know the first one I remember I saw the preview and over they showed O'Reilly like playing basketball and stuff. So that's the ball cool. doing blues thing I saw so far. So right now the blues uh, and last thing I saw Jake Neighbors was selected for Team Canada for the World Juniors. Which oh nice! Congratulations. Is not surprising. To him. When but at the same time he's when are been very the well. when is Team USA announcing their Olympic team? Will it be at the Winter Classic? Because remember, back in 2010, they announced the uh, U.S. Olympic team yeah, the at Classic. the end of the game. At the end of the game, because I remember, what was it? I know Tim Thomas was right. Uh, Oshie was on it. That was the year. No, I'm sorry. That must have been the 2014 yeah. team because they had. That was the year that Oshie was on it, and Backus was on it, and Chat Deuces was on it. Mm-hmm. I want to say Tim Thomas was one of the goalies. Tim Thomas was in the 2010 team. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Okay. Um, here's the thing. I have serious doubts that the NHL is going to send players over. But they still, until they don't, they still have to go through the motions of. Oh, yeah. They got till January. I think it's January 10th. They got like a Like long. at some point, Team USA has got to know so they can field a team, right? Because the what was came out today, which is what I was reading, that for the Beijing Olympics is coming up. I think China, I believe it's China. I want to say mm. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I believe it's China is requiring athletes to have a, like a very strict quarantine for three to five weeks before they come over. Okay. Um, so that's very hard for an NHL player to go to his employer and say, Hey, I need three well, if to it's, five if, weeks. If it's off. five weeks, it starts next week. Yeah. So because imagine, the Olympics start the end of January. Yeah. So imagine telling your employer, like I need, that time off to just sit around and wait, not sit around, but obviously right. just be in this one spot where you can't, you obviously I can't go to the rink and go traveling anywhere. Right. Um, so that's going to be an issue. Um, so that's been kind of the thing where that's going to be the big hurdle right now for a lot of players. I mean, it'd be hard for a lot of players to ask for that time off, you know, but a lot of these players, for example, Ovechkin said no matter what he wanted to play and the, like the Sochi one, he said, I don't care what they said. I, I'll, yeah. I'll skip playing for my team i don't know if that's going to be the case now but yeah. uh, um but are there are there fans in the olympics this year or is it going to be like i don't think so or is it going to be like uh where was the summer ones tokyo okay. where there's no fans gonna, i think it's gonna be like tokyo yeah. from what i last time i read i think there are it's very 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 limited that that was a while ago when i remember reading that now with stuff has obviously changed with the, this different variant that's out there right um I think, you know, for whatever you feel like it, I think it just changes things. I don't, you know, they're going to probably wind up. If you had to tell me to put $20 down on what I thought was going to happen right now, I would think that the NHL is not going to send anybody and they're going to have to scramble and figure out a schedule because the other rumor that was going kind of floating around today was a lot of places where NHL players play, NHL teams play, the buildings are booked because they were expecting – you know they need the revenue. We'll obviously, make up for what sure. happened last year, as you well know. Like oh, touring yeah. artists and stuff are just booking oh, up yeah. places right now. But um, so the, there might be a little bit of a uh, scramble there to find a building during this time anyway. So teams might have a lot of time off already, and you might have to kind of yep. stick with the schedule you have. So for example, uh, Colorado has a ton of time, a ton of games of make up compared to with the Blues. They're like four games behind right Dude, now. Dude, they hardly played in October. Yeah, so they are going to catch up. So right now, believe it or not, with the standings, as much as we we talked about the injuries, we've talked about the COVID protocol, we've you know guys have stepped up. 
Um, Blues have scrapped together and played. Never could you imagine an NHL team playing shorthanded. Yeah. It, you know, never, ever. And people, I've seen different things where people are blaming the Blues and saying, hey, maybe if you didn't spend to the cap. But, like, I'm, you want to win championships? You got to spend to the cap. And it pretty much goes hand in hand. Very rarely do you yeah. find teams not spending to the cap or spending close to it going far in the playoffs. It's pretty much hand in hand. Yep. Very rarely do you find, like, for example, people are like, well, look at, like, the Tampa Bay Rays. They do well every year, but have they won it? Right. No. Right. But example. So the Blues, though they have the tied for most games played with Minnesota Nashville, who are right above them, they are only four points behind Minnesota. Which is great. And tied with Nashville. Uh, they're one point ahead of Colorado, who's turned it on lately. Colorado's only played 25 games. So they're three, three games behind. And Winnipeg is at 31 points. So – I mean, Nashville is very surprising to me, honestly. But, I agree. Uh, will that continue? And the Blues have the third best goal differential in the Central right now, which is also astounding. Think about seven plus seventeen, and obviously Colorado is you know Colorado is always inflated to me because they have the games where they win seven to one, yeah, and they'll lose a couple of games by one or two goals, right? So, but they're still a plus five, but they might be a one and three in their last five. exactly. So anyway, man, uh, yeah, we'll just wrap it up there. So Blues have. Finish up their little homestand, which they played. They almost they tied their longest uh, win streak at home at seven. They could have extended it, or almost extended it. Uh, we put the loss last night. Put a damper on that. So, uh, but you really can't argue with the results so far. No, you really That's can't. One thing where we kind of thought it would be like a you know keep having all these negative news. I'm just scared that eventually going to catch up to them. Hopefully, right when some of these guys are getting tired from carrying the load, guys like. Well, Shen got hurt, but you had like Shen, O'Reilly, uh, Saad, guys like that who are like carrying the load right now are going to get tired. Hopefully, you start getting guys like Thomas. Kairou did not get on IR, so it makes me think that he's a little, he's a little, ding, a little more quote unquote day to day. I think right. that's the fun thing for the Blues to say is day to day, and it turns into week to week and <laughs> whatever, right. month to month. Uh, so, hopefully, guys like Perron will be back next week. You have Robert Thomas coming back. My thing is, in which I said, and I pretty much see this happening. I think the Blues getting healthy by the Winter Classic will be happening just because. God, I hope so. I think that's an event that I think the players and definitely the league are hope- – and I don't think the league is going to, like, say, flat out tell the Blues, like, mm, make sure you guys have at least a couple of guys healthy. But there's going to be players that probably push to play in that game because that is sure. a special game. Sure. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, for right now, we'll uh, – Is that going to be the first matchup between the Blues and Wild this year? I believe so. Wow. So it'll be – and the Blues it, it owned might, the Wild last year. It might be a for first place in the Central too, which is going to be that'll be Even add better. extra yeah. fun to the game. So uh, until hopefully on we're going to probably get it fit another one or two in. Yeah, I think so. Before the uh, Winter Classic and around the holidays and stuff, and then we're going to uh, head up to Minnesota for a little bit. So yep. it'll be fun. So. For now, if you want to find us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. I'm at Hossapalooza. And if you want to find us on Facebook or Instagram, it's at Blues Hockey Podcast. Also, look for our website is blueshockeypodcast.com or .net. And right there, you can find all those links to the socials plus links to where you can download the podcast, which is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Anchor, uh, Amazon Music, Pocket Cast, all the other cast. But you find it there, and then go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review us five stars. Please tell us that uh, 
I have a boring monotone voice, but give me five stars. Yeah. I don't care. Thanks, Uncle Kurt, for a review last week. Yeah, it was really nice of you. Thank you very much. We do have a new review, surprisingly. Saw one this week. It says, you guys have a fun hockey podcast. Thanks, cool. Uncle Kurt. Yeah, thanks. We appreciate it. So, now let's see. We got that, 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 that. Sponsors. Uh, DraftKings used code THPN today when you sign up for an account. You get a bunch of bonuses. It's getting to be close to NFL playoff time, really close. Hopefully Chris's team can I want to talk up. about it. We're not going to talk right now after that game last night. The last, last two have been Last two rough. have been brutal as a soul murder, as we realize our friend. Gosh, yesterday was soul murder. Yeah, it was not great. So, uh, got that coming up. You have middle of the NBA and NHL season. Sign up and bet on some games today. Yep. You can go THPN. Uh, next is Lucky Lola's. Go to Fresh Time or Kenrick's, and you can find their products there. And also, Schnooks has the uh, jalapeno sweet heat and the salmon rub, I believe. Rub your salmon. Correct. With all their spices. Uh, go to Lucky Lola's uh, at one of those two places, or three places, and get all their products today. Last but not least, our friend uh, Will Rebecca over at Rockstar Taco at Gaslight. Oh my Chris God, was just so there good. the other day. So good. So officially, they're fully operational. Yep. As, uh, we can Full say. menu. So they can. Uh, every every menu item is there. I'm looking forward to getting over there in the crab rangoon. The crab rangoon quesadilla is insane. It's fantastic. The sauce that they serve with it is great. Here's what's cool: you walk in, you sit down. The first thing you're going to get is a free uh, container of popcorn uh, covered in the Rockstar dust, which is holy crap, amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they've got tamales, and they've got tacos, and quesadillas, and it's it's so good. And there's so many cool things that you wouldn't think of um, that they they're able to put into you know Mexican fare. Uh, with them being on the hill, they have a toasted ravioli quesadilla, which is insane good. They have a um, Famous bar French onion soup quesadilla, which probably before your time because you're a bit younger than me, but the generation I'm 45, the people mean a little bit older who remember when Famous Bar used to have their cafes and their restaurants. Mm. They were famous for their French onion soup. It was a very specific recipe. Will's got the recipe, and I'm telling you, man, it is that in a quesadilla form is friggin' great. Yeah, I I know of Famous Bar, and I know they used to have restaurants. I think I think it was probably closed by the time. Probably. They uh, closed when I was real young. Yeah. Like, I remember my mom taking me when I was a kid, yeah. but they closed when I was pretty young. Yeah, so I know of it. Yeah. I remember people always talking about, like, make, I remember my mom was always a fan of it. I think that was, like, a thing for that was our their thing. generation was, like, famous bar, like, soup or whatever. Yep. So, yeah. So, well, thanks. To the, good luck to them, and they're doing great over there. 4916 Shaw Avenue. Yep. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Correct. Uh, they take us Sundays and Mondays off. Yep, music trivia on Tuesday nights, which is like legit hard music trivia too. Yeah, 5 to 11. So I know they have happy hour, I think 5 to 6, mm-hmm. and 10 to 11, I believe. So go over there today, get a bunch of food. Like I said, you're going to go to the Garden Globe, which is literally across the street almost. Get some food there. You can head over with some good food and head right over to Garden Globe. On the way to a game, you're literally about, what, three exits, four exits yeah. from – Yep. From the Enterprise Center, you know, you're right. get there at five, get you a couple tacos, mm-hmm. head the rest of the way into the game, and you're not that far, honestly, from going to like brewery lights too. Because I know that's yeah, the thing right, right there. Now. So yeah, so you have a lot of thing, a lot of attractions you can easily get to from Will's place. So go there first, get some great food for a great price, and awesome, awesome location. So 
we'll keep raving about it every time we're on the podcast, but yes. that's our little spiel. So thanks again for listening. Uh, we will be coming back to you real soon with some more, hopefully positive and blues getting less injured news. <laughs> <laughs>